Welcome to Outside the Box, trying to win more and lose less. Today's topic is Poverty Winners. In Outside the Box features, I've often asked who wins and who loses when discussing a policy or program. When it comes to economic inequality, clearly the wealthy win big and those in poverty are the losers. But what about anti-poverty programs? Who wins and who loses there? Sadly, I think the win-lose division is the same. The rich win again and those who are supposed to be recipients of government support often still lose out or win less. Since 1970, despite many programs to increase the safety net for low-income people, the poverty rate has fluctuated only slightly between 10 and 15 percent. Clearly anti-poverty programs mean well, but they aren't making much of a difference as a way to end poverty. The real winners are those who exploit or take advantage of low-income people. Too many employers pay poverty wages expecting the government through safety net programs to make up the difference. The recent debt limit crisis now requires more food stamp recipients to work for those benefits. That will allow employers to get more production out of workers at a lower cost. If workers are undocumented, employers can get away with paying slave wages. Owners of rental properties charge slightly lower rents in low-income areas, but provide less maintenance to their units increasing their profits. Banks and other lenders charge higher interest rates to low-income borrowers who have few choices when looking for a loan. There is an expanding anti-poverty industrial complex. Social workers, welfare staff, nonprofit administrators, and caregivers, most of whom make more, sometimes much more, than poverty wages and a large part of the criminal punishment system. Lawyers, judges, paralegals, sheriffs and police chiefs, police officers and deputies depend on those in poverty for most of their so-called customers. According to the Center for Budget and Policy Priorities, only an average of 22% of all federal money intended for the TANF Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program actually went to those in poverty in 2020. TANF is part of a block grant where money could be used for other purposes, like urging urging single women recipients to get married. Some of the money was not spent at all and returned to the federal government as well. At the same time, there are tax breaks and other benefits that the U.S. government provides no matter what one's income is, such as the mortgage interest deduction. Our government provided $1.8 trillion to homeowners in 2021, much of that to those who did not need it. And wealthier people get some or all of their income through capital gains, taxed at a lower rate. While some experiencing poverty do get minimal help from federal and state safety net programs, it's not been enough to significantly reduce the poverty percentage 
in the last 50 plus years. So while it might seem that the wealthy through their taxes are helping to subsidize those with the lowest incomes through anti-poverty programs, it's actually the middle class and rich who benefit more. While government funds can be helpful in reducing poverty, it's really empowerment of workers and low-income people that will help to end poverty by transferring wealth to those experiencing poverty. What do you think can be done to end poverty and economic inequality? I'm Larry Danzinger, believing poverty anywhere is a threat to prosperity everywhere and for everyone.